to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article titled Fireproofing Cattle Health, a Perspective on Health Management. This comes from the April issue of the Beef Watch Health Highlights newsletter. This is a monthly newsletter developed by the staff at the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center. To discuss today's topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Brian Vanderlei, who's an extension veterinarian at the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, this topic that you put in the April issue is really an interesting one to me. You utilize the metaphor of fireproofing cattle as a way to think about dealing with disease and animal husbandry as we think about cattle care and management. Share with us a little more about why you chose the metaphor of fireproofing as it relates to disease and animal husbandry, and how you think the principles apply as we think about caring for cattle. Yeah, so first of all, I really like metaphors. Uh, I think that officially qualifies me for uh, an elite school of nerddom that most people can't achieve, but or maybe they uh, don't want to. It's not about can't, it's about they don't want to. But I like the metaphor of fire for health because it, it, it bears some of the same resemblances. Fires can be very destructive. And health problems in cattle herds are also very destructive. And I, I think it's useful to think about that metaphor because there's several levels that we, we use to avoid and deal with fire. And we, we tend not to think as diversely about how we deal with health in cattle herds. You know, I, as a veterinarian, health management usually circulates around two ideas or two activities. One of them is treating sick animals and the other one is vaccinating for disease. And those two activities don't account for the, the full range of, of preventative or uh, fireproofing, you know, disease proofing your cattle herd activities that could be thought about. And there are other things that might be more important than which vaccines and how you treat. Dr. Vanderlei, you talk about fireproofing cattle and that this really can happen at four different levels, fire avoidance, fire resistance, fire detection, and then also firefighting. Kind of flesh that out for us as you think about caring for cattle. How do the principles apply to cattle care and health as we think about fire prevention? Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up. I'm going to start with firefighting because I think we spend a lot of our time in this category and it's the one we understand most completely. If you think about either firefighting or disease fighting, we're really doing kind of the same things, right? The, the fire's already been lit, things are burning that we don't want to have burned, and the objective is to get the fire out as quickly as possible. Once the fire's out, you still have damage. There's still things that aren't the way you want them to be, or they're not the way they should be once, once the fire's over, and disease is the same way. If we have a disease process get started, be it at an individual level or in a herd level, and particularly at the herd level, there's consequences that are both visible and not visible, right? We see, we see the, the sick animals, we see the losses of performance, we see the, the mortalities. Sometimes we don't see the long-term changes that are, are, you know, the changes in immune function, changes in some of the more subtle things that happen to performance or, or the, the animal's ability to, to fulfill its function over time. So we know that if we have a disease outbreak get going, we always think about that a little bit like a pyramid or an iceberg. 
where we we see a little piece of it, but there's a lot more of it that that's difficult to see. And I think firefighting is really aimed at the same thing that treatment is. We we want to get the disease under control as quickly as possible to limit those unseen things that we know are happening. And we also want to do that uh, in a way that that doesn't create more problems, which is also uh, pretty apt firefighting. Sometimes fighting the fire can can cause a lot of damage too. I think we've all seen the pictures of houses and things that they've had to go in through the roof or, or do things to get the fire out. And sometimes that process is damaging and expensive as well. So firefighting is, is the level that we need in disease prevention. We need to be able to treat disease effectively. We want to make sure that we're using treatments that are both effective and safe and we, we can't leave that part out because all operations at one point or another are going to have some disease pressure. Let's talk a little about some of the things that we can do from a, a management and care perspective to be recognizing maybe when we're in a situation where we're at higher risk for fire, so to speak, with cattle mm-hmm. health. And yeah. then also steps to try to say, how can we mitigate or set up some fire breaks around our cattle to reduce the risk of those things occurring? Yeah, so the next the next level back is fire detection, right? This is, we, we all spend quite a bit, there's actually a lot of code uh, relative to the, the topic of detecting fire. You gotta have fire alarms, smoke detectors and things like that by law in, in most houses. So how do, you de- how do you detect disease in a cow herd or in, in a group of cattle? And I think that's an important question to talk about and one that we probably don't spend as much time on as we talk about treatment or vaccination. But detecting problems early is really important. One of the things I talk about in the article that I think is a pretty good, there's no good, perfect, you know, just do this and it'll be okay type management um, recommendations that I can make. But one that gets really close is the use of routine necropsy. I think it offers one of the few chances to see what you don't know is happening in a cow herd or in in a group of cattle. Uh, if you routinely necropsy cattle that die, especially cattle that don't die for some known reason, right? You can pick up on some problems that might be slowly incubating and rising to the level of a really significant problem, which is actually how most disease breaks get going is there's a slow burn for a long time that kind of smolders in the background to continue the metaphor, but it, it breaks out into a very active a destructive process. So examples of those things can be like yonis in a cow herd or BVD usually takes that, that perspective where you've got this slow development of both carriers and shedders that ultimately kind of rears up and, and creates a lot of problems down the road. And you can find those through necropsy. You can also find them through some routine monitoring of production parameters that are affected by disease. So things like pregnancy rate in cows or uh, average daily gain in, in feeding calves, things like that will kind of give you some clues. So the fire resistance level is really where vaccination fits, but it turns out there's a lot more than vaccination in that level. So disease resistance is something to think about much like we think about fire. Everything at some level could be, you know, if you, if you expose most materials to a hot enough heat source, they'll still burn or they'll change. 
Um, and, and I think in the case of, of disease, we can create a lot of resistance, but we can also inadvertently create challenge or experience challenge that will break through the resistance that we've created through things like vaccination. And that becomes especially true if we focus a lot on vaccination, but we have cows that get thin because even if they're well vaccinated, a thin cow that doesn't have enough energy or, or uh, protein in her diet and enough reserves can still get sick even if she's well vaccinated. So we, we need to think about resistance to disease a little bit more completely than just her vaccine program. We need to think about how well she's fed. We need to think about mineral nutrition because minerals play critical roles in immune function. We need to think about her environment and her stress level um, as, as either a cow or feeder calves that becomes acutely obvious when we talk about stress. But at the end of the day, fire resistance, fire detection, and fire fighting all acknowledge that we, we're going to have a fire. And I think one of the highest points of leverage, the biggest opportunities in our cattle production systems is how we think about not starting fires or, or for sure not letting fires start that get out of control. So thinking about how to avoid challenge, it's a complex idea. There's very few things that I can say, if you just do this, you'll be okay. There's, there's no best management practices for this. So the idea of a fire break, you mentioned that Aaron, that's a, that's a good thing to talk about just a little bit. So if you think about most people that listen to this podcast have probably heard about Sandhills calving at one point or another. Sandhills calving is essentially a system that puts fire breaks in between groups of calves. So as each group of pregnant cows moves to a new calving pasture, you essentially create a, a barrier where the pathogens from the calves born last week can't cross and get into the calves born this week, or at least not very much of, or not, not very many of them can. And that makes the challenge to those calves less severe. So the fire is not nearly as hot and it makes the, the resistance that those calves have naturally from colostrum and from the nutrition they're getting from the cow more effective at keeping them healthy, even if they experience a little challenge. And that's, that's a, it's a beautiful example of creating some natural fire breaks. And I also used the line in the article controlled burns, you know, really what we're trying to do with cattle transitioning from the cow calf to the feedlot is develop immunity that will allow them to withstand the challenge that are coming. And the only way we can do that is to expose them to the pathogens. Most of the time we want to do that through vaccination. But in some cases, if you think about a backgrounder, what they're really doing is allowing those BRD outbreaks to happen in a more manageable, uh, controlled environment that doesn't result in a lot of disease and death, preferably, and getting those calves so that they're prepared uh, for their life in the feedlot. As we think about this metaphor fire, I guess something that comes to mind for me is how do we think about balance, thinking about prevention and cost? And I'd just like to get your perspective on that. And again, I think, you know, there's an analogy, there's risk reward and mm -hmm. there's, there's balance. How do we think about that objectively? I don't know if we can be objective about that, but how do we think about prevention of disease and also think about cost of that as we think about production systems? That's a great question. I wish I had a really good answer for that one. 
at the end of the day, it boils down to the individual with their, their operation in mind. You know, the, a good, for instance, is my wife and my children and I have a very small, we finish a few calves that we sell for freezer beef and we, we own a few sheep and my children do not take death very well. Right there. These are four H calves and stuff like that. We're very risk averse when it comes to health. And because of that, we focus or I focus because part of what I do on managing challenge a lot, we don't buy actually uh, we we don't really buy anything from unknown sources right we we're trying to buy from pretty well defined sources especially our calves to the point where i feel comfortable not even vaccinating because we we've, we've been able to manage the challenge but bearing in mind this is a handful literally a handful of calves 5 5 to 7 so because we're risk averse and we're very small the only example i can really give you is my own and because of, of the structure of our system, prevention lies in, in what we purchase and, and how we get them. For someone with a much larger operation and a much different risk tolerance, they, they might choose to rely more on fire detection and rapid detection of disease followed by swift effective treatment might be more in line with their production objectives. But there's, it's very difficult to say where the balance should be. And in particular, it's difficult given the nature of our system, how, how calves, cows and calves progress through our, our beef supply chain to, to say this, you know, a particular level of prevention balances with a particular level of firefighting because there's so much diversity. Let's just use feeder calves as an example. There's some calves that, that we can go buy. If, if, if I were a cattle feeder feedlot, there's some calves that I can go buy that are almost fireproof because of their management already. And there's some calves that are on fire when I get them. And balancing, you know, to, to try to have a extraordinarily biosecure feedlot while purchasing large groups of calves that have been bought a few at a time doesn't really even make sense. Does that make sense? No, I think so. I think really as we think about this, you got to think about your own system. You got to think about your risk tolerance, your willingness to deal with risk. And then also think about how do you try to then manage those risks in a way that you can still take good care of those animals and, and deliver a wholesome, safe product through the supply chain, uh, ultimately to the consumer. I think one, one point that I'd really like to make about this is that there's, this is the, the best example that I can think of to develop a very good relationship with, with a veterinarian who's also very invested in your success. Awareness on the part of both a veterinarian who understands, you know, something like these four levels and the, the desire of a producer to operate at a level that makes the most sense. You know, this, this metaphor has lots of weaknesses, but we'll just run with it for a little bit now. But if, if you're a, a cow calf producer 
and your veterinarian, you want to, you want to work with your veterinarian using this as a, as a starting point. Think about those four levels. You know, what do you have in place at the firefighting level? That's probably pretty easy to figure out. What do you have in place at the fire resistance level? That's also relatively easy to figure out, you know, which vaccines, what's the nutrition program. Those are, those are pretty definable today. The stuff that's more difficult and I think is worth a conversation between a local veterinarian who's invested in their producer success and, and those producers is how are we going to know when we have a problem we're not looking for? And how can we keep problems that we can't tolerate out? Or how do we manage problems that we, you know, how do we manage diseases that are inside our operation? How do we contain them so they're not painful? And those, those two levels in particular, I, I think, are less talked about than firefighting and fire uh, resistance. So treatment and vaccination and even nutrition are, are reasonably well understood. And there's a lot of information and a lot of thought put into those, those two levels. Try thinking about how you're going to know when you have disease that you weren't looking for and how you're going to keep disease that you don't want out of the system. Anything else on this topic you'd like to discuss as we point towards wrapping this up? Uh, if people like this, I love metaphors. I can come up with more. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you joining me today. I think sometimes the use of the metaphor can help us think through things in a new way and, and bring a different perspective. And I, I found the article to be, I think, uh, pretty instructive as we think about cattle health and cattle care. So appreciate your time in writing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center website that can be found at gpvec.unl.edu. Again, this comes from the April issue of the Beef Watch Health Highlights newsletter, and that can be found at the website.